the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Anti-racism demonstrators are holding a fourth weekend of protests across the UK despite a ban on large gatherings because of the coronavirus. Demonstrations are taking place in cities including London, Manchester, Edinburgh and Glasgow. Hundreds of thousands of people have held mostly peaceful anti-racist protests across Britain since the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, urging the UK to confront its own history of imperialism and racial inequality. As correspondent Zaria Shackley, Vice President Pence says COVID-19 safety precautions are being taken in advance of Tonight's campaign rally for the president in Tulsa. We'll have measures in place uh, to be screening people coming in uh, to the facilities, and uh, uh, but uh, Oklahoma's really led the way. White House correspondent Greg Cluxon will be traveling with the president to Tulsa and will be giving reports from the rally. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. The Supreme Court hands down an unsettling decision. Transgender status, sexual orientation wasn't around then. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. The half-off home makeover is here. We're going to... Highlight Paul Bunyan's Plumbing and Drains. Enjoy an endless supply of hot water and 40% savings on your energy bill with this tankless water heater. The tankless units last two to three times longer than any conventional 40-gallon tank unit. Just go to AM1280 The Patriot to see more deals while they last. In uh, the forecast for today, we're going to have a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms and highs near 77. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. It is the wind beneath the right wing and the show that is making talk radio great again. Okay, that's a terrible Mitch Berg imitation. And by the way, uh, Eric, I'm hearing my voice coming back at me. Okay, there we go. Uh, hey, yeah, it's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, who is away on assignment today. So that means I'm pulling double duty this weekend. I've got Mitch's broadcast, uh, well, right now, and my own broadcast coming up tomorrow, 1 to 3 p.m. on the Closer Edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, but fear not, Mitch will not only be back in his regular time slot next Saturday, he'll also be filling in for me next Sunday. So turnabout is fair play, I guess. I get double duty this weekend, he gets double duty next weekend, so it is all good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Glad to be with you and always grateful for the opportunity to talk to Mitch's audience yeah, we, you know, we have some crossover listeners that listen to both of our shows, but, you know, there are some who are exclusive to me and some are exclusive to Mitch. I get that. But welcome, regardless of uh, where your loyalties lie. And we'd love to hear from you. We're here to take your phone calls, by the way, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. By the way, I uh, blog regularly, too. I've uh, been blogging now since uh, 2004. Hard to believe it's been going on that long. But, yeah, 2004, since bradcarlson.org has been out there in the World Wide Web. I have wrote about a lot today, so there's definitely a lot to get to on today's show. But it's a good thing I have a show to get to tomorrow, because anything I could leave on the table today, I can definitely get to uh, tomorrow afternoon. So uh, not a bad challenge to have. I want to take this first hour 
and break down some of the decisions that were announced uh, by the Supreme Court, some uh, significant cases that were heard by the courts this past term with decisions ultimately being announced in mid-June. And there was one in particular, let me get the uh, specific name of it, Bostock versus Clayton County, Georgia. Now, this is one which concerned a gay employee, gay, uh, Gerald Bostick, who was fired from his government job after him, his employer found out he played in a gay softball league. So the essence of this case was, does the 1964 Civil Rights Act, uh, specifically the employment anti-discrimination aspect of it, does it have protections in there based on sexual orientation? Obviously, the Civil Rights Act based on not being able to discriminate based on somebody's race or their sex. Well, in 1964, when they were ruling on that, obviously sex was uh, very clearly defined uh, between male or female. And now, in this day and age, where there are uh, scores of genders and obviously uh, same-sex marriage being the law of the land, you know, does the does the Civil Rights Act apply to that? And, you know, first, you know, the disclaimer I always like to put forth when I'm talking about these Supreme Court decisions is I am the furthest thing from a legal scholar that there is. Okay, so I'm just a layperson. So when I do my analysis or my opinion of some of these things, it's coming from, you know, kind of like the layperson and just asking questions. So I'll, I'll put that out there up front. But my, my initial inclination is, look, anybody imply, applying for a job doing anything, you know, whether it be an attorney, uh, an engineer, someone working in finance, working in the manufacturing sector, whatever, uh, their sexual orientation or you know, identifying as a male when they have female biology, does that really hinder their aptitude to do the jobs I just named? Uh, I, I wouldn't think so. Now, there are some jobs that are, go through more rigorous screening processes, you know, where you know, mental aptitude or you know, mental health is, is a factor. And some say that transgenderism really is a mental health issue. I'm not here to argue that, to, to affirm that or deny that, or say I disagree or agree with that, whatever. I'm just saying that that is one of the arguments against it. And so when mental health screenings are done and g the general test comes back that this person may not have the capacity to perform a specific job, and like I say, it's a job that has more strain on one's mental capacity, then you know, employers can make the decision based on that. But as far as a job where it just takes the aptitude to do a job, like, you know, I work in finance and, and general ledger accounting during the week. That's my day job. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's stressful, but if I make a mistake, it certainly isn't a matter of life or death. It certainly isn't a matter of undermining national security, you know, a job like that. Okay? So, instinctually... I say that, well, okay, we shouldn't be discriminating against people based on if they identify as a different gender, if they're applying, you know, if they're, if that particular inclination doesn't have anything to do with the job they're going to undertake, like, say, in accounting or, or uh, law or, you know, civil litigation, if they're applying to be a lawyer or engineer, or, again, work in the manufacturing sector, whatever. I bring that up because it was ruled uh, by the, the decision by the Supreme Court was announced. It was a six to three decision on a uh, landmark gay and transgender rights case holding that protections for quote unquote sex in federal civil rights law do extend to protect sexual orientation and gender, gender identity, despite that not being explicit, explicitly stated in the law. And that's a key distinction there because Congress has been wrestling with this particular issue. How do you define sex? And so because the Supreme Court decision essentially did it, 
when they voted for the plaintiff in this case, it's almost as if they're taking on the role of a super legislature. And this is the problem that a lot of uh, folks have with the Supreme Court, putting way too much trust and emphasis on the Supreme Court, is they're just one of three co-equal branches of government. And we'll talk about that later in the, in the, in the DACA decision, but some things need to be left to the legislative, legislative and executive branches to hash out instead of maybe taking a political position on a certain topic. But uh, I'll write, this is from uh, Brad Palumbo from the uh, Washington Examiner. Uh, again, the 6-3 to three decision, it was on a landmark gay and transgender rights case holding that protections for sex in civil rights law do not, or excuse me, do extend to protect sexual orientation and gender identity, despite that not being explicitly stated in the law. Justice Neil Gorsuch and Chief Justice John Roberts, both conservatives, sided with the court's four liberals to swing the decision, going with a strict textualist argument over appeals to originalism. Of course, originalism being, you know, the law says what it says. You cannot discriminate on the basis of race and uh, sex. Well, in 1964, when the Civil Rights Law was passed, Civil Rights Act was passed. Obviously, sex meant very clearly what the gender you were born with, male or female. Okay, they didn't feel the need to draw that distinction because they probably didn't uh, realize what uh, this crazy country would turn into a half a century later. But <clears throat> I digress. Although many conservatives may initially be shocked or dismayed at this ruling, they should hear Gorsuch out. His decision is based on razor-sharp logic, and it is extreme, entirely consistent with the conservative commitment to textualism. The law means exactly what he says. Uh, the first case, Bostock versus Clayton County, Georgia, concerned a gay employee, Gerald Bostock, who was fired from his government job after his employer found out he played in a gay softball league. A second case also considered in the decision, R.G. and G.R. Harris Funeral Homes versus Equal Employment Opportunity Commission featured another plaintiff, Amy Stevens, a biological male who identified as a transgender woman who was fired from a funeral home for refusing to comply with the dress code for men. In essence, the case was a dispute over her transgender identity. The question before the justices was whether protecting sex in Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964's employment anti-discrimination protections also meant these individuals were protected from discrimination on the basis of their sexual orientation and transgender identity. The argument against such extension of protections, which apparently the Supreme Court's other conservative justices found compelling, is that the law doesn't specifically say it protects sexual orientation and transgender identity from discrimination, and it most certainly was not the intention of mid-20th century congressmen to protect transgender rights. So he, this is, this is going to be interesting because Neil Gorsuch, who wrote the majority opi opinion, uh, has come out and basically laid the uh, groundwork for... Uh, for a future case that the that indication that indicates uh, may come up next year, and again, I'll continue with Brad Palumbo's piece. Uh, conservatives may quite rightly worry about what this decision means for religious freedom and faith-based employers, but Gorsuch explains that this that although this current set of cases involved no religious freedom claims made by the defendants, future cases will require the court to carve out exceptions to Title VII for bona fide religious institutions as it has in the past. He is sure to note that the court is, quote, deeply concerned with pre preserving the promise of the free exercise of religion enshrined in our Constitution. That guarantee lies at the heart of our pluralistic society. Gorsuch adds that the Supreme Court has already carved out an exception known as the ministerial exception that does this for current Title VII uh, protections and suggests that this can and will be expanded to protect religious freedom. In short, we can have both protections for gay and transgender rights and religious freedom in a pluralistic society. Gorsuch, Gorsuch just showed us how. Gorsuch also surmises, when the express terms of a statute give us one answer and 
Extra textual considerations suggest another. It's no contest. Only the written word is the law, and all persons are entitled to its benefit. So uh, when we come back, let's take a break right now. When we come back, we'll discuss a case that the Supreme Court will likely undertake in its next term and what that will mean for the expansion uh, for uh, religious carve-outs when it comes to Title VII. And here to take your phone calls as well. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, filling in for Mitch Berg, the headliner right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas, or pain, or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms, but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme in the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place. The film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold behind-the-scenes true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the Resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's truth breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Reese davis Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Minneapolis. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com, promo code Minneapolis. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. American pressure. Looking to disinfect? American Pressure has solutions for you. In stock, we've got our MDM 1500, our mobile disinfecting cart, featuring a four-wheel, easy-to-maneuver cart, 50-foot of hose, and a high-pressure pump for great misting action. Call us today at 763-521-4442 to find out more. Get an $8,025 high-efficiency gas furnace for just $4,012 through this special offer from Blue Ox Heating and Air in this station. There's just one half-off furnace. Go to this station's website, click on the half-off home makeover banner, or call the station now. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 Patriot. Look up, child. Northern Alliance Radio Network. World is born. It is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, sans the headliner himself, Mitch Berg. Mitch away on assignment today is me, Brad Carlson, and here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Continuing with our discussion of the... uh, 
uh, Supreme Court decision where they voted uh, by a 6-3 to three margin on Monday that federal employment law safeguards gay and transgender employees from discrimination. But there is a legal case that is slated for next term that could prove that this doesn't ex- extend to religious employers and religious services. Uh, again, I'll read from this is from a Reuters story, actually. In their next term, which starts in October, the justices will decide whether Philadelphia violated the U.S. Constitution's First Amendment rights of freedom of speech and religion in how it dealt with an organization that is part of the city's Roman Catholic Archdiocese. City officials barred Catholic social services from participating in Philadelphia's foster care program because the organization barred same-sex couples from serving as foster parents, a violation of its anti-discrimination policies. A ruling in favor of Catholic social services could make it easier for people to cite religious beliefs when seeking exemptions from widely applicable laws, potentially even in employment cases. There are absolutely ways it could come out that would mean there's a constitutional right to discriminate, said American Civil Liberties Union lawyer James Essex, as the justices consider various options for deciding the dispute. Catholic Social Services has asked the court to overturn a 1990 Supreme Court ruling in the case Employment Division versus Smith that limited such exemptions. Overturning that ruling would open up a whole panoply of religious defenses, says John Bursch, a lawyer with the conservative Christian legal group Alliance Defending Freedom. So this is what has come up, and, and certainly the probably the most noteworthy case was uh, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission uh, ruling against Masterpiece uh, Cake Shop, where they said that... Uh, the, the owner of that business, Jack Phillips, a devout Christian who refused to bake a cake for a gay wedding, uh, was said to have uh, been discriminatory. And therefore, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission not in, uh, basically said you not only have to bake a cake for gay couples as they request it, but you also have to go to some sort of uh, sensitivity training or whatever else to you know, learn not to be so discriminatory. And the Supreme Court actually ruled on that particular case, but very narrowly. They didn't rule on the uh, religious exemption itself, but rather they pointed out that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission was very hostile to Jack Phillips' civil liberties basically saying, look, he has every right to be a devout Christian and to profess his faith accordingly, and for you to uh, undermine that, be very hostile towards them, that's, you know, we're ruling against you in this case. He doesn't have to go to any kind of re-education, which is very creepy within the context of this whole thing when you think about it. But the, the court, when they ruled on that particular case, didn't rule on the merits of does a, a business... would they be compelled to violate their conscience by performing services for ceremonies they don't agree with? And again, Jack Phillips, they they say it's just he's anti-gay. No, he would also decline to bake a cake for like some sort of, I don't know, witchcraft ceremonies, you know, people who like to practice that sort of thing. Or, uh, I don't know, something that uh, uh, touts uh, or... Uh, lauds atheism, those sort of things. Okay, it isn't just it isn't just isn't just about gay marriage, but that's kind of how it was framed. So it looks like we may get a case next term where uh, they actually have to rule on the religious rights issue. Now, again, I'll continue reading from this Reuters story. Beyond the religious rights issue, there is the question of whether other federal laws barring sex-based discrimination, including those involving bias in housing and education, should be interpreted as covering sexual orientation and gender identity. If so, that could affect the ongoing dispute over whether transgender students can be barred from using the bathroom that corresponds with their gender identity, as a Virginia school district did in a case pending in the lower courts. The Supreme Court in recent years has sent mixed messages on the intersection between gay and religious rights. 
It backed gay rights in a series of rulings culminating in the 2015 decision legalizing same-sex marriage nationwide. But it also bolstered religious rights, including the 2014 ruling allowing owners of businesses to raise religious objections against the government. So, uh, let's see, sorry about that, my browser went down. The justices in 2018 handed a victory on narrow grounds to a Colorado baker who refused on his Christian beliefs to make a wedding cake for gay people, but stopped short of setting a major precedent letting people claim religious exemption from anti-discrimination laws. Central to those cases was conservative justice, well, conservative justice Anthony Kennedy, no, he wasn't conservative. He was very moderate, pretty much had the inclination to be to vote either way. But regardless, I'll just continue reading the story. Uh, President Donald Trump appointed uh, Brett Kavanaugh to replace Kennedy. Kennedy wrote the gay marriage ruling, joining with the court's liberals, joined with his fellow conservatives in the religious rights and Baker decisions. Kavanaugh, like Gorsuch, has shown sympathy toward religious liberty claims. Kavanaugh dissented in Monday's ruling. Burr says there is a strong possibility that the 6-3 to three vote breakdown in Monday's ruling would not be replicated when the courts decide the foster care case with a ruling due by the end of June 2021. So, of course, the two conservatives that uh, voted in the affirmative in the 6-3 to three case uh, for Bostock, uh, Justice, Chief Justice Roberts and Justice Gorsuch, both have been pretty consistent on the religious liberty issue, meaning that they have voted in favor of it. Okay, so um, I concur that this probably will not follow the same 63 ruling when this ultimately comes up. Now, if you're asking me for some sort of prediction on this, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not in the business of predicting anything when it comes to uh, legal issues, that's for sure. But I will say that uh, when it comes, this ultimately is going to have to be, this issue is going to have to be decided. And they, they were able to kind of kick the can down the road a little bit, so to speak, with the uh, Masterpiece uh, Cake Shop uh, situation because they didn't actually rule on the merits of religious freedom. You know, would we be, would they be allowed, would uh, organizations or business owners, business owners uh, be able to cite religious exemptions from having to perform certain services? And this is the thing that often gets lost. You know, again, uh, Jack Phillips has continued to be harassed and they've continued to try to uh, bait him into doing things he doesn't want to do. And if he doesn't do it, then they threaten a lawsuit. Like you have, uh, you have people coming in to celebrate, uh, yeah, I want to celebrate my transition from a man to a woman. I want you to bake a cake for that. Well, that, uh, that violates, uh, in Jack Phillips' uh, mind, his uh, religious conscience. And so, therefore, then they bring up all these lawsuits. They, they're continuing to try to hound him. So this goes all the way back to the whole gay marriage fight from the beginning. It got to the point where a lot of conservatives were like, okay, you know what? You know, the, the, there's momentum heading toward this. We're, we're all for civil unions. And then if you want to, you know, call your, if you want to be recognized by the state as as married couple, that's fine. But uh, just leave it, out, you know, just leave it out of the churches. Just don't force churches to have to do such a thing. And of course, people scoff at it. Wow, come on now. The First Amendment very clearly says that the government shall, shall not interfere in one's religious exercise. Yeah, just like uh, the Second Amendment in the Constitution talks about the right to keep and bear arms, but that doesn't prevent uh, Congress and, and several state legislatures from trying to undermine gun rights. So that all sounds fine and good, but we, we see it all the time people are trying to make others violate their own conscience and therefore uh, undermine these constitutional rights. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this, uh, how this case breaks out. And uh, there was another case that uh, I was uh, ruled upon that um, I, I, well, I'll save it for the next segment, but the point is, is that I don't, I just don't know how this particular case is ultimately going to sh- shake out. And I'm all for arguing for religious freedom, but the problem is if even the courts rule in the affirmative that you can use a religious exemption when running your business or making certain decisions on running your business and therefore won't be deemed as discriminatory, the political implications certainly will. And 
therefore it's it's going to be continued well we're 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 legalizing bigotry here and people are going to hide behind the church and hide behind their bible to to uh, extend bigotry and then uh, obviously religious people are going to continue to to get the bad rap of which i am myself a religious person so uh i'm i guess i'm going to say i'm not looking forward to the fallout from that if indeed the court rules in the affirmative that there will be broad religious carve-outs to title seven but we shall see. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Relief Factor. Effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two weeks. Yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com. And then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. On June 19th comes a brand new film, Selfie Dad, available at SalemNow.com. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. But when he's confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce. Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com. Promo code Minneapolis. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different for you, with families learning how to work and learn from home together. We also recognize that this won't last forever. As you look ahead to the fall and a new chapter in your child's education, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will proudly be here to help with 50% off your students' first year at a brand new school. To see a full list of our partnering schools or for more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And, yeah, and you're not in a time warp. It is indeed Saturday afternoon. I am filling in for my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, who is away on assignment. I'm filling in for him today. Actually pulling double duty this weekend. I will uh, be in my regular time slot tomorrow. And then uh, we'll be uh, filling, and then actually we'll be off next weekend. And Mitch will be pulling double duty. So, um, yeah, get a double shot of me this weekend, double shot of Mitch next weekend, and it all 
works out good. Uh, Eric, do we still have that uh, phone call on the uh, line, by the way? You said a uh, caller wants to weigh in. Kind of off topic, but we'll take the call if he's still on. Yes, we do. Yes, no, maybe? Okay. Okay, I have no idea who this is or what line he's on, but uh, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, good afternoon. Hey, Daniel Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L on Google. I have the tapes of Trump admit that he bribed Russia $8 million to be president. And to cover this up, Trump put me in jail so no one can hear those tapes, or himself and Eric will be indicted, and he's now bragging that he won't be indicted. And Danielle's blog, she says, pay attention to every word. She's caught in a human trafficking ring and forced marriage with her captors. They can make a killing off of a hit on a forced marriage. There's a person on the other end of the phone. Okay, we'll, uh, Eric, we'll uh, cut this call kept off. In a perimeter. Sounds like uh, bat crap, crazy stuff. Okay. We'll let that call go. I don't know what this, um, something about, was this a caller wanted to talk about uh, Fauci opening up stuff? Yeah, he said Supposedly. That, yeah, he uh, was telling me off air that uh, Fauci is apparently opening up uh, things again. And uh, he went off on another tangent about how uh, the uh, spray painting and graffitiing during the peaceful protests should be considered a felony. Okay. Yeah. It didn't sound like the content the content of his call there. So yeah, he he could have been on a double line. I'm not sure, but yeah. So yeah. all right, your thoughts on that? <laughs> Don't care. Uh, I'm going to move on to uh, the uh, next topic here. The topic at hand. This having to do with uh, another Supreme Court decision. This uh, was regarding the uh, deferred action for childhood arrivals or DACA. Now, if you kind of a little history on this, if you want to. Uh, remember, or if you remember back to, I think it was late 2014, uh, then President Obama was, well, he talked about this openly, about how he was frustrated by the pace of Congress, not bending to his whim and not passing laws that he desired to be passed. And so therefore, you know, made the infamous comment, I have a pen, I have a phone, and if Congress doesn't act, I will. And one of the uh, executive orders that he put forth was to implement this Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, which uh, basically uh, applied some sort of statute to those uh, children of people who were here illegally. Now, obviously, the kids of illegal aliens uh, you know, may have been born here, came here as young children. Obviously, they're not, they're not culpable for that, okay? They're going along with their parents. And so there was a situation, well, we certainly can't deport deport these young people. So anybody who is here that is under the age of 30 and that has never committed a crime, you know, they're free to stay. And this was an executive order put by forth by President Obama, which was challenged in court and uh, ruled illegal. You know, president can't just make legislation but nothing was ever done about it because you can't deport all of these young people when essentially this is their home country. Where are you going to send them? And uh, it's the uh, mortal words in the immortal words of F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, the test of a first rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. So uh, I concur that the beneficiaries of this DACA program should remain in the United States, but that the U.S. Supreme Court uh, was wrong in rebuffing the Trump administration's desire to overturn this program. Because if you remember when it expired, I believe it expired almost three years ago, uh, the president did not renew it. He allowed it to expire. And it's, you know, again, can't emphasize enough. I'm the furthest thing from a legal scholar that you're ever going to get. But that being said, it is a fact that this law, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, DACA, was implemented via executive order by President Obama. And how it has always worked is that executive orders are not binding to the next administration. So it seems to me it's pretty cut and dried that, yeah, the Trump administration should be able to say, we're no longer honoring this executive order because this is a new administration. Well, apparently, it's just not quite that simple. This is from CBSNews.com. The Supreme Court on Thursday delivered a blow to President Trump's immigration agenda, ruling the administration's attempts to dismantle an Obama-era program that protects young undocumented immigrants from 
uh, deportation was unlawful. With its 5-4 to four ruling, the high court provided a lifeline to nearly 700,000 immigrants whose future in the United States hung in the balance while a years-long battle over the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, DACA, per- program moved through the courts. Chief Justice John Roberts, who joined the four liberal justices on the bench, delivered the opinion for the court, writing that the Trump administration's decision to unwind the program was, quote, arbitrary and capricious, close quote, under the Administrative Administrative Procedure Act. Roberts wrote, the court does not decide whether DACA or its rescission are sound policies, but said the Department of Homeland Security should revisit the issue. We address only whether the agency complied with the procedural requirement that it provide a reasoned explanation for its action. Here, the agency failed to consider the conspicuous issues of whether to retain forbearance and what, if anything, to do about the hardship to DACA recipients, he wrote for the majority. That dual failure raises doubts about whether the agency appreciated the scope of its discretion or exercised that discretion in a reasonable manner, of which the court has zero to say about this. That's not under their purview. We have three co-equal branches of government, legislative, executive, and judicial. They're only supposed to look at this through a legal context. So this idea that John Roberts is weighing in on the political nature of this is, is utterly nonsense. And, and he, he pretty much did so in a couple of the Obamacare rulings. There was, uh, when the law, Obamacare law was passed, people, some folks found a loophole basically saying, well, it doesn't uh, apply. Uh, people are, are not allowed to get federal uh, subsidies if there are already state uh, exchanges in place. And they said, well, and people said, well, no, there were just a couple of mer- uh, of, uh, of words missing from the law. I mean, that's not what the, uh, you know, that, that's not what the law was intended to say. Well, which is it? I mean, are, are, they, are they supposed to interpret what the law is, is supposed to say? Or are they supposed to actually go by the law that was passed? Remember that? This was uh, about five years ago. Uh, King versus Burwell. Where it talked about the... Um, uh, it was... Uh, the challenge, it was de- uh, devised by diehard opponents of the Obamacare law on four words established by the state uh, in the more than 900-page law. But uh, it's it, in the challenger's view, the phrase established by the state demonstrated that the subsidies were to be available only to people in states that set up their uh, own exchanges. And so that's how the law was written, even though maybe it wasn't intended to be written that way. But Judge Roberts, in his opinion, said, well, you know, uh, that's, uh, you know, this law is impacting a lot of people. And if we and if we overturn it based on some words that were missing, well, that's going to be that's going to have an adverse impact. Again, that's not that's not the court's purview to decide that. And, you know, again, I, I'm not, not a legal scholar, maybe punching above my weight class when I'm, when I'm opining on such things. But, again, when an executive order is issued by one presidential administration, it has always been the fact, it has always been the situation where it is not binding to the next administration if they don't want to continue to uphold that executive order. And this is something that Justice Clarence Thomas said in his dissenting opinion. Uh, Today's decision must be recognized for what it is, an effort to avoid a politically controversial but legal, correct, legally correct decision, Thomas wrote. The court could have made clear that the solution respondents seek must come from the legislative branch. Instead, the majority has decided to prolong the Department of Homeland Security's initial overreach by providing a stopgap measure of its own. In doing so, it has given, given the green light for future political battles to be fought in this court rather than where they rightfully belong, the political branches. Thomas wrote the decision in rebuffing the Trump administration's efforts to unwind DACA, saying, quote, it creates perverse incentives, particularly for the outgoing administrations. And he's exactly right. And, and here's the thing. The Supreme Court recently has refused to take on any Second Amendment cases. It basically punted on them. You know, there have been several legal challenges to states passing assault weapons bans and 
uh, magazine capacity, all that sort of thing. And the courts have punted them, wouldn't, wouldn't even hear them. So if President Trump were to swoop in and say he loses this November, well, in his lame duck portion of his term from, you know, the day after Election Day until January 20th, 2021, if indeed Trump loses, he could just write up a whole bunch of executive orders, you know, about Second Amendment rights, saying, yeah, there will be no uh, magazine capacity. There will be no bans on assault weapons. The Second Amendment to the Constitution says what it says. No, not happening. And he does all these executive orders. All right. And obviously, Joe Biden, you know, a a President Biden, hypothetically, would try to uh, scuttle that when when it could be brought up and then, you know, people could challenge it in court. All right. So you leftists who were lauding this DACA decision by the court, would would you be uh, as joyful and it's cheery if, say, President Trump did a bunch of Second Amendment executive orders and the courts w- would allow them to stand. All of a sudden, we would be talking about, well, we need to uh, we, we need to follow the law, which is these executive orders aren't binding the next administration. But they're, they're not they're not really seeing it that way now. So uh, I, I again, the uh, Justice Roberts in his in his uh, majority opinion did given out basically saying well, if you cross all the I's and dot all the, uh, you know, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, so to speak, in your wanting to overturn this in the future, okay, we can maybe uh, let it go. Okay, but it's funny, he didn't hold that same strict standard to the Obamacare law. He says, well, okay, yeah, those four words are missing, but yeah, that's, that's, that's good enough. That's good enough. So some woeful inconsistency, and of course, uh, Trump uh, said in in, uh, in a tweet, kind of a, uh, it was uh, kind of amusing. He said in a tweet, um, "Do you ever get the feeling that the uh, uh, that the Supreme Court uh, doesn't like me very much?" Uh, well, again, Trump's uh, criticism of some federal courts, referring to judges as Obama ju- Obama judges, I know for a fact got under Judge J- Chief Justice Roberts' skin because he's come out and and. Uh, uh, and reacted very negatively to that when asked about it on the record. So, um, yeah, again, this is why a lot of conservatives refer to these people as judicial as judicial activists, and the court is a super legislature because they're wading into waters that are best left to the uh, what you call it, the political branches, the legislative and executive. And they're not allowing them to do that here. So uh, we'll see if the Trump administration makes another try at this. I mean, obviously, Election Day is four and a half months away. Do they want to really get bogged down during a campaign with this or maybe use it as an election issue? Again, I don't know that the Trump administration is that savvy to use this as an election issue, but it may be something that uh, could resonate. So we shall see. Uh, One final segment coming up this hour. It's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg. On the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings instant cash and huge savings plus there are no realtor fees no listing fees and no repair costs just cash in your hands for that painful property they're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month so take advantage of this cash offer and call quick cash offer now 800-775-4514 800-775-4514 that's 800-775-4514 
If you're questioning the education your kids received over the past few months and are concerned they've fallen behind both academically and socially, you're not alone. At Egan Montessori Academy, we've been bombarded with these concerns from Twin Cities families. As parents and grandparents are getting back to work, they're weighing the options of a traditional summer babysitter versus a safe facility that will foster both social and academic growth and advancement. At EMA, we provide exactly that with our highly touted Summer Bridge program. We'll help your child or grandchild make up for lost time, quickly getting them back up to speed and even accelerating their learning while preparing them for next school year. Our proven and award-winning Egan Montessori Academy provides exceptional full-service child care along with nationally accredited educational programs. Please call to schedule your fun, informative, no-obligation tour and we'll show you firsthand what EMA has to offer. Go to emasouth.com, proudly activating your child's desire to learn. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. Get a $3,895 Konica Minolta copier for just $1,947.50 through this special offer from Tops and this station. There's only one half-price copier. Go to this station's website, click on the half-off home makeover at the top of the page, or call the station now. Well, yes, it is Saturday. That means Mitch Berg must be on the air. Well, no, not today. It's me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg. Welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. If you're not, folks, Mitch will be back next weekend in his regular time slot, and he'll be filling in for me the following day on Sunday, June 28th. So I get double duty this weekend, he gets double duty next weekend, but it's all good. Uh, I have to laugh at those who sit in a sit safely ensconced in a coffee shop and owning conservatives on Twitter and owning Trump on Twitter and calling themselves the resistance. Uh, Given what's going on in New York City, y'all are playing beanbag compared to what the Hasidic Jews are doing in response to Mayor Bill de Blasio. Well, let's face it, he's he's coming off as very anti-Semitic, singling out the Jewish people. If you remember uh, back in late April... Uh, a bunch of Jews gathered to mourn a popular Hasidic rabbi who had passed away. Now, funeral services within the Jewish community, the Jewish faith, very, very sacred exercise, and for a highly prominent Hasidic rabbi, even more so. Uh, Mayor de Blasio, in late, this was late April, reached out via Twitter, said, My message to the Jewish community and all communities is simple. The time for warnings has passed. I have instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. This is about stopping this disease and saving lives, period. And a lot of people noticed, you know, because the tweet started, my message to the Jewish community and all communities. He made it a point to single out the Jewish community. Creepy, downright creepy. Uh, And then this past week, de Blasio ordered officials to uh, literally weld shut the gates to Middleton Playground, which is a popular spot for Jewish children. And this was this was especially egregious when you consider that just the day before, literally the day before, we're witnessing gates to a Jewish playground being welded shut. That New York City was the site of a huge Black Trans Lives Matter rally. And it was a protest where you look at the pictures, there wasn't a lot of heck, there was not a heck of a lot of social distancing going on. And de Blasio himself has attended several of these Black Lives Matter rallies at times, not even wearing a mask. Okay? But this is about stopping the disease and saving lives, right? Uh, It's just unbelievable, the hypocrisy. And I pointed this out several weeks in a row now. And, and by the way, Trump is having a big rally today in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, as he calls it, a huge rally, really big. For now, you know, it'll be incredible. Uh, <laughs> and 
how he is being shamed over that. I can't believe he's having such a huge rally in the midst of a pandemic. And people said, you know, when when all these uh, huge protests were taking place where there was no social distancing, including several of them here in Minneapolis, uh, a lot of people said, well, there goes the there goes the uh, um, elected officials credibility. There goes the media's credibility. They can't dare criticize Trump for having rallies now, can they? I'm like, just watch. They will do so and will do so without a hint of shame, without a scintilla of irony or self-awareness. And they've been doing it. Absolutely. Well, regarding this uh, singled out treatment, the Jewish community uh, finally had enough. And this is from, uh, I believe, uh, yeah, redstate.com. After months of targeted harassment of the Jewish population by the anti-Semitic mayor of New York City, he's finally receiving some pushback. On Monday, Orthodox Jews took bolt cutters to the locks put on the parks, allowing their kids to go play as they should have been allowed to all along. I've yet to hear any left-winger articulate a viable excuse for de Blasio's actions. That leaves the only answer being that he's just anti-Semitic. Why else would he would uh, allow these Black Lives Matter protests, including one centering on transgenders yesterday, while at the same time pretending that Jewish kids playing is dangerous? Yeah, and again, it's egregious, and it's egregious double standard, and I don't care if the media is going to show their true colors in, you know, talking out of both sides of their mouth, basically. This needs to continually be pointed out, okay? And like I said, we are seeing COVID cases spike all across the country. Now, whether that has to do with protests or rallies, I, who knows? But they're doing this panic porn again. Oh, my God, cases are reaching record numbers. Well, we have been told from day one that 60 to 70 percent of the American population is going to get infected with this. A good number of those, what percentage, we don't know, may be asymptomatic. Others are, are healthy and strong and will be able to overcome it. It won't be a lot of fun, but they'll be able to overcome it. It's we've got to protect our most vulnerable citizens. And once again, point the finger toward New York, where how what percentage of the nearly 150,000 deaths due to COVID-19 have occurred in New York? and the plague that has gone into nursing homes because of Governor Cuomo's outrageous nursing home policy. So uh, it's just absolutely just infuriating how the, it's just this double standard continues to be propped up. But we're going to call it out every single time. That, that is for darn sure. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by June 30th. You can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Hi, this is Lee. And Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. We've just been reflecting recently on the unchanging nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've also been reflecting on the fact that we tend to make changes in our business every year, whether it's in equipment or whether it's personnel or even our understanding of how things work in our industry. We're constantly changing and hopefully getting better and better and better all the time. But it's so comforting when you're thinking about these things to remember that the Lord Jesus and his message, the gospel, and the result of believing in the gospel are unchanging. At the Kingdom Builders, we're constantly making changes to serve you better. But there's one thing that doesn't change, that we're centered on the foundation of the Lord Jesus. So if you'd like an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. 
Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. AM 1280, the